Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Ding.com. Zone coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only racing casino resort. Now, here's Justin Akery and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. 20% luck, 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of will, 5% pleasure, 50% pain, and 100% reason to remember the name. He doesn't need his name up in lights, he just wants to be heard, whether it's the beat of the mic. So unlike everybody else alone In spite of the fact that some people still think that they know But no, he knows the code It's not about the salary It's all about reality and making some noise Making a story Making sure his click stays up That means when he puts it down Talks picking it up Let's go to hell is he anyway He never really talks much Never concerned with status But still even in starstruck Humble through opportunities Given despite the fact That many misjudge him Because he makes a living from writing rats Put it together himself Dominated high school football in Arkansas, winning nine state titles in 18 years at Pulaski Academy. He's now turning his attention to dominating the airwaves on the zone. He's brought to you by the Little Rock Athletic Club, who's currently building a state-of-the-art indoor pickleball facility. Little Rock Athletic Club. No contracts and save 30% off joining fees. Alright, we're going to get to... The Red White Report in a second. Kevin Kelly is here. What are you guys more sick of the last 48 hours? To talk about this Chargers mom or the Chargers fan who's apparently also a... And there's a story that she was a Vikings fan, too, and she's gone viral for being like a super hyped fan, and then she was a sad fan. Did you see this the other day? No. You don't even know what I'm talking about. No, I don't. All right. You got I do. Well aware. All right. What are you doing over there? What was it? It's all over the internet. Did you watch the game? Yeah, of course you did. Cowboys He's a Cowboys fan. Yeah. You he didn't, he see, didn't see the lady. The, did you see him at the end? They kept showing her over and over. Oh, and yeah. The lo- yeah, yeah. I saw that lady. Okay. Yeah. What's the story about her? So, she, just that she's ridiculous and like over-the-top fan. Mm. And so, then the, then there was a story that came out that she's a Vikings fan. Now, the story is that her kid plays for the Vikings, and that's why she's been pictured in Vikings gear, too. So, it's like, okay, relax. Not the actual Vikings. Her kid plays for the, oh. like, the little, pop, gotcha. like, you know, yeah. Pop Warner or whatever. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. Anyway, so, I don't know what this is, but I, uh, it's just been over-the-top. And then the other thing is... Every minute I'm getting a TMZ alert about Britney Spears said this about Justin Timberlake and said this about Justin Timberlake. Here's the thing about relationships. I think there needs to be a statute of limitations at some point where it's like, look, you've been married twice, babe. I'm married now. Like, mm-hmm. can we just move on about our lives? Like, you want to do a tell-all book, that's fine. But I don't know that we need to be getting in the weeds about what did or didn't happen during our relationship. It's very annoying to me. And I've been pro Britney. I was like, in the conservatorship, dude. You know, her and Michael Orr. But I'm like, no, I'm 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 becoming more anti-Britney by the day. I'm really disappointed in this. And Justin Timberlake, to me, is a national treasure. And he's also, as a child star, been able to keep his nose largely clean. Yeah. I saw him acting the other day. It was really good. Do you guys ever see, uh, there's a new movie on Netflix called uh, Reptile. Pretty good. Yeah, Benicio Del Toro. Yeah, he did a good okay. job. Yeah, did a nice job. He's a good actor. Anyway, I, I will not have Justin Timberlake's name besmirched by crazy Britney Spears. I am so disappointed in her. I don't think anybody pays attention to her. Yeah. I mean, I don't think his name is not besmirched at all by her. I think it's It really doesn't trying. matter to me what she says. Yeah, zero. In, yeah, in, yeah. in one ear, out the other. That goes in the lions don't listen to the opinion of sheep thing. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you shouldn't have those TMZ alerts. Well, yeah. it's <laughs> part of our job. I mean, you don't care. You're no. not paying attention to pop culture, but I do. That's part of what we do. So but it made you mad. Them. You're upset about yeah, it. he is upset. It's I may start called show them. content. Yeah, I can be... No, but you're upset about Britney, and it's making you mad. It's changing you. I mean, you shouldn't let that bother you. I mean, I get upset about dumber stuff than that. I mean, that's pretty, <laughs> no. pretty minor. You've got enough stress in your life as it is. I don't have any what? stress in my life. This is what I worry about because I don't have any real stress you in my see, life. You seem stressed. So I t- so I pay attention to other things that are going on in the world mm. and get irritated by what them. Are you, so what's the question? You never finished the question. Are we more upset about the... L- are you more annoyed by or are you t- sick of hearing about the... Obviously, you guys haven't heard much about no. the Britney thing, so... And you didn't I'm know about the little, 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 little lady going viral, I'm so... Great. I don't mind the I don't mind the fan lady thing. Yeah. If she wants to go be super fan, be super fan. Yeah. If she wants to... Because 
It looked real. It looked like I think she, she was saddened oh, or yeah. excited. or I mean, it looked real. Yeah, I think she's an intense fan. I respect yeah, it. It's under the passion of the game of football. It's amazing it. to me that it's still being talked about days later, though. It's pretty funny to me. One of my favorite things when they show when a big-time college football game, like, like the USC game the other night, or Arkansas game, whatever, and they show a play where you know that's the end, and the fans, are they show them like, <laughs> oh, you know, just they, an utter disappointment. Surrender, Cobra? Yeah. You want to surrender, yeah, yeah, Cobra? Yeah. <laughs> I, I like it when they show that. I, I want to see the the angst and the passion of the fans. I concur. I'm with you. So the they're showing this passionate lady. So to answer your question, the Britney thing would bother me more if I even cared what she had to say. Now, if it was somebody... It pisses me off that you're dragging someone through the mud years and years later. Yeah, now, again, I don't like that. I, you right. guys have both like been... It. You've been in the same relationship for so long. Like, you know, again, my thing is like... If you had a high school girlfriend and things things went awry when you were a kid, right. and that's basically what they were. They were kids. They were 19 years old. Yeah. And she's now writing this tell-all memoir because apparently she needs the money. She needs money. I'm like, and you're dragging Justin Timberlake through the mud to sell books? It's pissing me off. Anyway, well, she is, had to pick up. I'm not going to talk about it again after today because I don't want to give her any more attention, but it just I wanted to say it's bothered me that, that it's dumb. It's dumb. It and I, dumb. I was trying to root for Brittany, too. Now you're making, you're, you're unrootable. I don't like drag mutters. People that drag through the mud. Mud draggers. Mud draggers. Mud draggers? I don't want to be the draggy or the dragger. I definitely don't want to be the dragger. I never want to create negative really energy don't want for somebody to be the else. the draggy either. No, but I'd rather be the somebody, draggy. Somebody than... bring up something when you were 16. Like the Jerry Jones thing when he was standing in the Little Rock Central yeah. thing that was brought up yeah. like 50 years ago or mm-hmm. whatever. It's like, that's dragging him through the mud. It, right, wrong, or indifferent. He was like 14. I mean, who has not done something really dumb at 14, 15, 16, you know? There's a lot of drag. 49. There's a lot of mud to be drug up by people. No doubt. Yeah. I, I just think there should be a statute of limitations on relationships. And again, you shouldn't be ripping people that uh, you were with forever ago. I mean, let's move on already. Freedom of speech. It is freedom of speech. But again, I just think it's also... There's I'm ethics you, I'm and there's also just like a, a basic human decency involved here. Yeah. I mean, I'm with you because freedom of speech doesn't mean I can go stand down here on the on the city curb <laughs> and people that walk by start screaming at them, God, you're ugly, horrible, whatever. I mean, that you know, it's freedom of speech, but doesn't mean you should do it. Right. Yes. There's moral code to it. Ethical yes. code to it. Right. Right. Unwritten rules. What's the old saying about uh, better to keep your mouth shut and let people think you're an idiot than open your mouth and Ruby prove them right? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. There you go. So, anyway... All right, that was it. I just had to get that off my chest. Uh, I, and I don't even mind the the, char- the Chargers fan. I just thought it was weird that she, of all people, like, because you're right. I mean, there's always, or not always, but I guess this happens about three times a year where somebody goes viral for being a super fan, and whether it's a crying kid or yeah. whatever. I mean, you know, there's always a moment. But it's, I was just surprised that that particular fan, even though she was intensely, apparently, into the Chargers game, was the one that took off, but it's been a nonstop conversation. Pat McAfee's talking about it right now on his show. So. My favorite and most unfavorite rabid fan was when Auburn beat Alabama at Auburn. You know, I think it was the Cam Newton time. Okay. And you know how Alabama seems yellow jammer, rammer, hammer, whatever that yeah, is? Sure. Auburn sings it back when they beat Alabama. Oh. Except for at the end, they say, go to hell, Alabama. That's a good troll. And, and they've got this five year old kid, he's probably five, on the front row. Sing it. I mean, right after the game, there's a linebacker that jumped up on a band box beside him, and this kid's double burdened the camera, and he's five. That's a little low. And I'm like, that rabid fan will got me. That bothered me a little bit. I mean, you've taught your kid just to remove all lines to cross when it becomes fandom. Yeah. That would keep it classy. That one sticks out. Every time you say rabid fan, that's one sticks out in my head. That's interesting. I guess I missed that one. All right, let's do uh, Red White, and then we'll talk to Coach about uh, football stuff. And we've got a couple other guests coming up before the show ends today. We've also got a good what the hell segment, Coach. I'd say it's above average. Does that make you feel good? Yes. I have one that's timely, too. It's a guy and a stuffed animal. It's fair time. And you see a lot of guys with stuffed animals. It's fair time. <laughs> Unfortunately. What this guy is doing with a stuffed animal, I'm not going to tell you. Oh, but that's your tease. The Red White Report is brought to you by Big O Tires. With locations in Conway on Harkrider and in Cabot on Prospect Court. Big O Tires offers an endless selection of wheel and tire combinations. Big O Tires. They have everything you need to fit your budget and style. Uh, where are these clips? Um, I'm sorry, I'm looking through my notes here. Uh, Hog Cuts 2? Seems appropriate. 
Oh, there we go. Uh, all right. This is uh, the head coach, Sam Pittman, talking about the situation at quarterback for Mississippi State. Um, we're preparing for either one of them to play. So we know the... Uh, that is not Sam Pittman Brandon at all. Jackson and Eric Gregory. You know, that's good. Good to know. That's good. Helpful. Thank you. Um, we're preparing for either one of them to play. So we know the... Uh, other quarterback on 14, you know, he likes to run the ball a little bit more. He's more athletic than the other quarterback. So we're just preparing it for, for both of them. Yeah, uh, I feel like he uh, really likes to pull the ball a lot more, like Eric was saying. I mean, they run a lot of, uh, what's it called? I mean, he'll, he'll pull the ball a lot, get downhill quick. And, I mean, but the biggest thing we're preparing for this week is for us just to play a dominant game uh, on all stages. I mean, we gotta get we gotta get a win for our fans. We gotta get a, get a win for us, you know, so we can uh, start the run. Yes, would be nice. Eric Gregory also talked about coming back to Fayetteville the first time in forever. Wally said in his column today that Arkansas' schedule was not only challenging, it was unfair because of all the road games. Yeah, you could debate that. Uh, nobody else in the country is doing this. Are we that still seems talking unfair. about? Are we still talking about football? Yeah, we picked it. We chose to play in him on the road. That's the point. But the SEC didn't have to surround that game with three other road games. Well, they're not going to... We chose that. They're not going to rearrange everybody else's schedule because we chose a dumb game on the road. <laughs> Here's our you think Gregory. they do that to Alabama? I think Al- if they don't. If they don't, Alabama's earned that. That's if they don't. They still want somebody in the SEC championship. Is anybody else playing three road games in a row this year? Yes. Okay. It means a lot. Just get the fans, get our fans back here, get their sport behind us and stuff like that. And kind of like Landon said, man, it, we, we got to start our run. We have to – it really starts with us. We have to make sure our game is right, our little small details we not really too good on right now to clean those things up to get back on that streak that we want to be on. All right. We only went two games on the road in, in, a, in a row. I guess so. Well, I'm going to see who else is playing Take three in a row this year. Um, well, uh, Coastal Carolina that's coming to Arkansas State. This is their third straight road game. No, I said Arkansas only went two games in a row on the road. Mrs. At Mississippi, at Alabama. Oh, you're right. We were home against A&M. Yep. We were at LSU. Home against BYU. We've only gone two in a row. Four games away from home, only three of which were actual road games, and one of which... Uh, and it was broken up by the A&M game, which is technically a home game. That was a home game for us. That's we chose point. to be on the road. Our second home. Third I, home. Isaiah Satania finally got involved on the offensive side with a touchdown catch over the weekend, right? Yeah, finally. No, I just feel like the theme for this year has kind of been defeating ourselves. I feel like the teams that we've been playing have obviously been good, but whenever we're on and we're doing what we're supposed to, I mean, nobody in the country can mess with us. And whenever we start doing these penalties and, you know, missing assignments, that's whenever we start hurting ourselves. I mean, everybody on the field truly has to do their, their job to the fullest, and whenever you get that all done, that's whenever the big plays happen. So, I mean, I know that'll keep happening, and, I mean, we're excited for this week again against Mississippi State. Tennessee is playing at Alabama and at Kentucky back-to-back starting this weekend. South Carolina is playing at Missouri at Texas A&M back-to-back weeks starting this weekend. Mississippi State's playing at Arkansas and at Auburn back-to-back weeks starting this weekend. So, yeah, two, two road games in a row, not too out of the ordinary. If you throw in an actual real home game in Fayetteville, it's probably not a huge deal for the A&M game, but... That's not what happens. Now, if you switch that to uh, Fayetteville, we're not even talking about it. They played two games in a row on the road the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody does that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you can't not do that. Mm-mm. Okay, I'm over it. I think there's, I think there's not a lot of validity to that now. Uh, Coach, Arkansas, did you expect them to play competitively with Alabama? <laughs> well, I did just because I saw the line was 19 and a half, and I'm like, Vegas is begging you to lay 20. So I thought they knew something. I, you know, I thought we would show. We keep showing fight when maybe some teams would give up. And we did it again. I mean, because they dominated us physically for three quarters. And then we kept fighting and fought our way back. You know, maybe some of it was they're playing with a lead and playing a little, you know, non-aggressive because they're scared of their quarterback, too. Alabama is not going to put the game in the hands of their quarterback mm-hmm. unless they have to. But, you know, I thought we continued to fight whenever some teams might not. And so, yeah, it didn't really surprise me. Okay. Quinn said several times, they're going to run it here. Alabama's going to run it here. 
there, there's no way they're going to let him throw the ball right now. They do not want him to throw the ball. And sure enough, they'd run it. No, I mean, yeah, just absolutely called they it. They knew. I mean, you know, we got closer than they wanted us to. And, and, and part of it was that play by KJ that kept that drive going right there. Where the where you know Nick Saban said he <laughs> flung him off like a, somebody off a cow's butt, you know whatever. But if if they do that, you know when a quarterback can take a, a, a major college football player and sling him off like a gnat on a fly's ass. I mean, a fly on a, a gnat on a cow's ass. I mean that 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 was one of the most impressive plays I've ever seen a player make. I'm embarrassed that it is. Already Wednesday, and I have not made the Tommy Boy analogy until just now. Like, that was so Tommy Boy, I can't even believe it. Anyway, yeah. I'm, prou- I'm proud of Nick for that. But to, 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 go, to go a little bit further, look, basically it's this. We were going to get close in that game because as soon as they got a lead like they had, Bama knew they weren't going to lose. Mm-hmm. Their defense is pretty good, and they darn sure know we're not letting Jalen Milrow lose this for us. So we'll punt, punt, you know, run, run, punt until we... Until the clock's gone. Anything you can take offensively from the second half that makes you feel better that maybe they're starting to get it offensively? You know, I don't know because the defense was different for Bama during that part. You know, they played loose. They played off. They weren't going to let us go over the top. And uh, at the same time, uh, if we could play a little looser like that ourselves, I've said all the whole year, we've got to play like we've got nothing to lose. Well, that's what they finally started doing. When we really had nothing to lose because we had no chance to win. I mean, you know, basically no chance to win. Then we start playing aggressive, carefree, calling some plays that are, uh, you know, lower lower, or higher reward, but a higher risk. Yeah. And that's the way we need to play all the time, in my opinion. When you look at what's coming up with Mississippi State, their defense isn't nearly as good as what they face. Their run defense, pass defense, scoring defense, all at towards the bottom of the SEC. You feel like this the, the offense can have some success this week? Yeah, I think the offense will have some success this week, especially if we look at the Satania touchdown. I mean, he's the one guy. If you look at the great offenses right now in football, they've got guys with that can make giant plays out of not big plays. You know, you can throw it to them five yards. You look at a Tyreek Hill and a mm-hmm. Jalen Waddell and a Devontae Adams, and then and then uh, you look at the guy that was at A&M last year, Octane or whatever his name was. I mean, those guys can make plays when you throw it to them three yards and go, and I think Satania is one of those. I'm glad he got a touchdown, so now maybe that gets the attention of the coaches, and they're like, hey, maybe we ought to get this ball, mm-hmm. this guy the ball a little bit more. Because those guys, a lot of times, the difference between a seven-yard play and a 20-yard play. And now you've shortened the field. We don't have to run as many plays to score a touchdown. And so hopefully that got their attention. And, uh, and and getting the balls to, to getting the balls to guys out in space, but not zero space, seven yard space, where they're truly not have people coming downhill at them, but sideways at them where they've got an angle on them. That makes a difference. The explosive plays are missing from this offense. They are, but we don't have we, we we don't you know we don't design a lot of plays to be explosive. We run a lot of stationary routes where guys are stationary when they catch the ball and they're sitting ducks to be tackled and and you look at the great ones and 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 their motion routes they're moving they're crossing their digs their slants there's those kinds of things and uh and and we need more of those because we're not an offense that can line up and not get a penalty to kill a drive or not get a sack to kill a drive so we don't need 16 play drives we've got 16 chances to screw it up we need Ten-play drives, eight-play drives, where we don't have as many chances to screw it up. Because that's not just Arkansas I'm talking about. That's everybody. That's why 20-yard plays are, are, are so, so important in the game of football. It allows you less opportunity to screw a drive up. We, you're talking about offense. I just saw this stat. In the NFL, there are 12 teams that average less than 21, 21 points or less. That Last week, the under went 12-2-1. This is the lowest amount of points being scored in the NFL in a long time. What is it? What do you attribute that to? It's a couple things, really. One is the early in the season, it's always a little bit like this, but but there's been an evolution of to throw a higher percentage completions. Okay, And to do that, people have decided that, hey, if we throw two-yard passes, that'll give us a higher percentage. But that doesn't always work because they're so good at tackling in the NFL. But I think it's the, the we're we're throwing the ball less air yards down the field now. Take away Miami, but as a league, than has ever been done before. And so 
you know, I think the average air yard throw might be right around five yards. A five-yard pass, that's the distance that these balls are traveling in the air before they touch somebody. Those are easier because now you're not even behind the linebackers. The linebackers can play run and pass easily in mm-hmm. that situation. You start throwing it eight yards down the field, it's behind the linebackers. Now they're coming forward on runs, going backwards on passes. You put them in a bad situation, and they can't cover that space. This year for the year, I said last week they were 12-2-1, and one, the unders. For the year, it's 56-36-1. and 36 and one. I know. I know. If you just under every game. And you still look at games and you go, God, there's no way that one could go under. And it still goes under. Cowboys but, Chargers was one. Every, yeah, two yeah. explosive offenses. I thought, this is going to be a fun, high-scoring game, and it was. I every it was every Iowa game. They're, they've been under every time. No, but I'm saying like that. You look oh, at it like, yeah. oh yeah, over under is 32. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wisconsin's yeah. weekend 15 to nine. Yeah, <laughs> 15 to nine. That's old school. Old school. That's seventh grade game right there. Seven hundreds is what that is. That's the seven hundreds, <laughs> coach. Well, and 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 let's be honest. If you if you're if you're no matter what team you are, and some teams buy into this, some ads buy into it for colleges, some ads, I mean, some owners buy into it in the NFL. They all want to win. But if we're going to lose, I'd rather lose 45 to 42 than 15 to 12. We were talking about bad beats earlier. Colorado 29 zip at the half over Stanford, then they lose the game in double overtime. Watched it every minute of it. It was the best. Uh, And you said, I heard you say they made a good halftime adjustment. I think the receiver for Stanford, that nobody knew who he was before that game, had 274 yards receiving in the second half. That's amazing. The adjustment was. Hey, let's throw it to that guy. Yeah. <laughs> but he was covered every time by the all-star Hunter. And I like Hunter. He's a good player. But when you're playing a guy 148 snaps a game, he's going to be tired. That's why you can't do that. They picked him. At one point, they threw it to him five times in a row. Against Hunter? A Hunter every single time. It wow. was five for five. Wow. And okay. then you saw the crazy touchdown he had on Hunter at the end. You think if Hunter's fresh and only playing one side, that happens? I don't think it does. Maybe. Maybe he plays selected plays or situation yeah, for sure yeah, yeah for sure uh my buddy eric says early 2000s i had oklahoma state plus 18 against texas and oklahoma state was up 35 to 3 at the half so i was up 53 to 3 with the plus 18 texas won the game 55 to 35 <laughs> and i lost 55 53 with the points <laughs> wow wow that is amazing i was a, there was a bowl game that mike leach was uh, coaching in, and they were down to Minnesota, and I think he was with Texas Tech, but they were down to Minnesota. I think it was either twenty-eight or thirty-five, nothing, and they came back and won by three. That's amazing. Yeah, and and I won on that game. Well, that's good. Did you ever have a game like that? I had one. We played Whitehall in two thousand and six, and we were up twenty-eight to zero with two minutes left in the third or something like that. And Stephen Lux threw a touchdown pass to Cruz Williams on a sprint out. And, it, and he scored. And I'm like, good, mercy rule, because nobody's ever come back in the history of the mercy rule in Arkansas. And the official, Stefan was, I, I taught him to run at your target, even after you threw. And you can see on film, the, the, we were on the 50, and he was two yards behind the line. The official got talked into throwing the flag that he was past the line of scrimmage. They called it back, and we lost 42-35. to 35. To who? Whitehall. Huh. Now, they had a stud that went to Oklahoma State, running back. And he scored, like, literally the next play. Uh, it was on. That was on fourth down. So he scores. Mm. He scores the next play, and then our first play, I throw a pass over the middle, and they pick six it. Oh wow! And you're like it's it was thirty five nothing. Now it's twenty eight fourteen, and we lost. That's crazy. Yeah, wow. they came back and got ahead of us. And I mean, you. It was the first time in my life where I'm like, momentum is not an abstract. It's a concrete thing. Like you could. Feel. Yeah. And I even oh, I've felt seen it. in my brain, I can't do anything right. I can't call a right play here. In the in the game with UCA, when they were down 30-6 to six going in the fourth quarter, when they got the ball back down two or whatever it was, I was like, there's not a chance in hell they're not scoring here. <laughs> right. And they got a touchdown just for it, good measure. It is crazy how that moment, and it affects everybody. And, and what does it do? It makes quarterbacks hesitate. It makes coaches like... God, do I call a play I'd normally call? Do I need to play conservative because everything's going bad? I mean, yeah. it affects everything. How do you everybody. stop it in the moment and go, okay, we, but you do want to do what you're going to do, right? You don't want to just change everything. Yeah, but the emotion. I mean, we don't make good decisions when we're emotional. How and, do you stay everybody's emotional. unemotional? Well, that game taught me a good lesson. It was make decisions before the game that you can make. 
And for instance, I'd have on my call sheet a little, I'd call it trouble plays. So if that starts happening, momentum or emotion sets in, look to those plays that we run effectively. They're good against any coverage. You know, my quarterback knows the different reads on any coverage. And we go to our guys and go, hey, we're going back to what our good plays. Mm-hmm. And, and it pull, whether it's good or not, it at least puts a positive psychological spin on it. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we love those plays. I'm going to ask what everybody else is thinking. Why don't you just run those all the time anyway? Because you can't have, there's only like five or six of them. You can't, you can't run them all the time? Well, you can. You we'll run could. them a couple times a game, but, yeah. but you're not going to run them all the time. You're trying to get big plays and exploit things. These are seven, eight-yard plays that just stop the momentum. Who do you like nationally to make the playoff at this point? We're about halfway through the season, a little bit past for some teams. What, what, who do you like to make the playoff at this point? Or is anybody as disappointed as I am that USC lost just because I want to see Caleb Williams in the playoffs? Yeah. yeah. You're not going to. They are too awful defensively. <laughs> they 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 are they are. And by the way, Arizona made Can they that... make it if they win out? Will Maybe. they make it if they yeah, win out? They could with their Will, schedule. If they beat Washington, they yeah. they be, okay. They'd yeah. have to beat either Oregon or Washington in the championship game. Yeah. And they yeah, yeah. But I don't think they will because they're not good Ooh. enough. I don't need Washington either. State, by the way, which was ranked last week, got crushed by Arizona, the team that gave USC fits the before. He's like, Oh my god, USC trouble. And I'm like, they're probably looking past Notre Dame. Arizona's probably not that good, but well, they blew them out at Washington State last week, and Washington State was ranked. Yeah, so well, Arizona's was, coming on. That was weird. Arizona hadn't been good in a minute, and they're not going to. It's like, who's going to make it from the SEC? Are we are we still assuming Georgia? You have to. I don't know if you have to. I think they're as beatable as they've been in the last sure. three years. Okay, right? so Georgia or Tennessee? Oh, God. I guess Georgia. I guess Georgia probably is the SEC rep from that. Side. Let's just say it's Georgia. Mm-hmm. For and who is it? For, who is it from this side? Who do you like? Probably nobody. Alabama. Yeah, maybe. It probably is. In the championship games, what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm saying if they get, there's yeah, only going to be one SEC team yes. in this thing this year. Yes. Do we agree on that? And Does Alabama have two losses or am I crazy? No, they just have the Texas just loss. Just the Texas, Texas loss. But, but, but they're, they as beatable, they're as beatable as they've ever been. Yep. Mm-hmm. But is there, the, so one SEC team's going to make it. Yep. SEC team's going to make it. We assume so. Is one Pac-12 team going to make it? I assume so. Probably mm-hmm. Washington. Okay. So then... Please, you tell, like how the Big please Ten... tell me they're not giving a two Big Tens. Well, it depends. This Penn State and Ohio State. It depends on how it goes. If, if they all have one, Florida State, Oklahoma is the favorite to make the playoff right now above everybody. And but they have should to be Texas be, again. They should be because of their schedule. Yep. They've got actually finally Venerables is just calling defense. Doesn't have to worry about his offense. They can run a little bit. And if and Gabriel's doing a really good job at quarterback, Michigan has had the softest schedule. I want to say of all the Power Fives. So pardon me, pigskin. Sounds right. Obviously, it's going to get a lot tougher, but. Who do you like out of that threesome in the East of the Big Ten? I like I like I like Michigan until they get beat. Well, I just think they've had Ohio State's number the last couple of years. They're getting Ohio State at home and they play at Penn State. This will be really good for Penn State and Ohio State playing this week because the loser of that game I think goes ahead and 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 loses to Michigan. Okay, and that's going to be two losses. And then I think the winner of it that that's going to be a tough one still for Michigan because they have played a soft schedule. Mm-hmm. But they are killing everybody. Playing a soft schedule also keeps you healthy. They're dominating though too. That's the other good thing. They're number one in the country in no, they're not number one. Oh, they're number one in scoring defense and they're top ten in scoring offense. Oregon's eleventh, I think, in defense and number one in offense. And and what do you think about Oregon this week? Here's the real telltale sign though. Is Oregon going to tank or they Michigan? Okay, go ahead. The telltale sign is this. Uh, you wait for them to have one of those games where, where they come out, they're looking ahead, they play it tight against a team they shouldn't. You mm-hmm. know, they're favored by 20. Last weekend was that game for them. They were favored by like 31. You look up, middle of the second quarter at 7-7, and then they blew the doors off of them. It was very much like Miami Dolphins against uh, somebody last week. They were closed yes. all the way to half. Matter of fact, they were down 14 nothing in Carolina. And then you end up and they end up squeaking by. The teams that... Squeaking ha- by covering. Squeaking by covering. Yeah, yes. no, they end up screaming by, I meant to say. No, they end up screaming <clears throat> by them. But Michigan and, and, and Miami in those situations, instead of staying close and having that bad game that they barely won, they went ahead and came back out in the second half and just blew the doors off. So I that proved to me Michigan, I think, is the best, ten, best team in the Big Ten. And Miami now is my Super Bowl favorite. Oregon gets Washington State at home. Washington State's licking its wounds. They've taken it on the chin. Oregon lost a heartbreaker. Oregon's at home. They're a huge favorite. Less than three touchdowns. Do you like them? I like Washington State to cover. Okay. Even though they got massacred. I think that's where that just fight. Like 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 Dallas, mm-hmm. after they got killed by San Francisco, then you just reach into a man's soul and you go, hey, you got to come out and give it everything, every practice, learn but, everything, do everything right, fight a fight, fight. Dallas got beat by arguably the best team in the NFL. Washington State did not. 
They got no, pounded they got, by Arizona, who was not ranked. I, I, I know, I know, I know that. But still, and they squeaked out back, a win over Oregon State earlier like, this it's year. Like, like when Arkansas came back and played LSU really well. You know, after you get kind of embarrassed and you have to dig down, and the coaches call on that. If you can, if you can, a, a lot, most teams can do that. They just play extremely well. The this next is week. all about mental. You know, the mental mm-hmm. advantage here, and I just, I think Oregon's going to come back mad and kill them, but we'll see. They might. They might. You said something earlier made me think. The Big Ten, what if they that one team doesn't lose twice and the three teams beat each other and they all have one loss? Two of them will make it, maybe. That's the argument. What? No, I'm what, Georgia, Pac-12, Pac- Florida State, Oklahoma. Oklahoma's going to lose the game. If they go undefeated. What if, Oklahoma's what if Georgia going to lose the game, and I think Florida State will too. What if Georgia doesn't win the SEC title and they lose in the SEC title game and they have Who one too? loss to Alabama? I think Alabama would get in uh, as a four. They do it if too. they go undefeated, if they go undefeated the rest, undefeated of, the rest of the way, and they yeah, you'd have to give them the advantage. Yeah. If they beat LSU and then beat Georgia, they're in. Yeah. Okay, what if Georgia's LSU out. with two losses goes and Thanks. beats Georgia? Say again? What if LSU beats Alabama and goes as the West representative? And beats Georgia? Yeah. Then you got a mess. That's is a big there, yeah. is, there, is there any way Oklahoma goes undefeated, Washington goes undefeated, mm-hmm. they, give the, uh, they give the SEC one. So there's three, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But like you said... Ohio State, Penn State, and Michigan all beat each other, so they've only got one loss each. Is there any way they take two of those three and leave out Oklahoma? Is an undefeated, undefeated team? Yeah. No, no. chance. No chance. No, because they have a good schedule. Okay. Their well, schedule then, string's pretty good. Then it comes to, let's say they all beat each other by three. That the matter. Big Ten teams. <laughs> then who's getting it? Oklahoma's getting in. Yeah. Well, but then who's getting it out of those three? Let's say they literally. Let's say Ohio State beats Penn State. By I got three. another Penn scenario. State beats Ohio State. It would be the tiebreaker. Whoever goes to the championship game wins the championship. I have another scenario for you. How about Oklahoma loses to Texas in the championship game, and Oklahoma's got a great schedule, and Oklahoma loses by a field goal to Texas in the rematch? They're done. Yeah. If if that tr- your tr- your but triple putting, scenario worked you're out, put, your you're triangle, put, you're putting Texas in though. Yeah. I don't know. You I have to. I, Depending on the, the other teams and other conferences. My point is you're not taking a one-loss Big Ten team with a soft schedule over Texas with a strong schedule that beat Oklahoma in the championship game and they're a conference champion against a team that lost one game and didn't even make the conference title Here's game. Here's why they might. I think they are dying to put two Big Ten teams in because they've done it with the SEC before just to say, hey, look – We'll do it if we think your 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 schedule is good enough. A lot of weird things are going to have to happen. Like LSU with two losses wins the SEC. No, I don't think. I think SEC will have one. I mean, they'll have one. I'm thinking if they leave anybody out, it would be a one loss big. What about you're, you're also not even throwing in Florida State going and run the table. Florida State's got a 97 percent chance. That's who I'd to leave run out. the table in the regular season. That's who I'd leave out. Why? Why? Huh? Why? I just can't stand Florida State. That doesn't matter. Yeah. That's not. No, that's I not mean, fair. Why I would leave. I, because they played a softer schedule. They haven't. No. Well, they beat LSU. They did Clemson? beat LSU. They beat them in the first game of the season. Some good ACC Clemson, still. are we talking about like Clemson's really good? No, they're good, though. You're playing Miami. You're playing Florida at Florida. I hope they Which I know Florida's not Duke. great, but you go to Florida. I hope they get beat by Duke this week. you got to play Duke? Yeah, Duke's, Duke's got good. a top 10 defense. Duke's fourth in the country in scoring I defense. I hope, I hope Well, let's. I mean, they're playing in the ACC. Again, it doesn't matter. The point is, they're still dominating. Michigan hasn't played anybody, but they're dominating. Give him credit. Florida State almost got beat by Boston College. They sure did. Yeah. That's right. But they, they didn't. Dominate, but they didn't dominate yeah. like Michigan's dominating everybody. I agree. 100%. I'm just saying. I, I didn't say they're see, better than Michigan. I no, said they're no. a legitimate team I'm that saying, will be in. I want to see a scenario where they take, just because I want to see the scenario play out, where they take two Big Ten teams, and I hate the Big Ten. I just think there's too I many things them. that have to happen. Yeah. Uh, but I hope they all three three perfect triangle, take the champion, take the second one, and leave out either Texas or Oklahoma or Florida State. I like that. I don't think it will either. We're talking about NFL comeback. Okay. Hey, a lot of great games this weekend. Go down to Oakland, the sports book, or, of course, on your app. Download the app. Take a look at some of the lines this weekend. NFL, college football, they got you set. Hey, World Series is right around the corner. ALCS tonight. You can make your book or your bet right there on the sports app at Oakland. Racing will be here before you know it, and there's always great entertainment every single weekend at Oakland. Go to oakland.com to see some of the acts that are coming. And then while you're there, book your room. Make it a weekend destination at Oakland. Great food, great times. It's Oakland in Hot Springs.
Fence Brokers presents Razorback Graffiti every Monday morning. Call Morning Mayhem and let them know how you feel about how they did. One sentence and one sentence only. This sports center. The University of Arkansas men's basketball team, which was ranked number 14 in the AP's preseason poll on Monday, was picked Tuesday to finish third in the SEC by a panel of media members. Tennessee topped the poll, followed by Texas A&M and Arkansas. Kentucky and Alabama round out the top five. Sophomore swingman Trevin Brazil was voted to the preseason All-SEC first team, while senior guard Devontae Davis made it on the second team. On the women's side, Arkansas was picked to finish sixth in the SEC, defending national champion and top-ranked LSU is the preseason favorite to win the conference title, followed by South Carolina and Tennessee. This reminder that our own John Neighbors is at SEC Media Days in Birmingham. Our thanks to First Security Bank for making it possible. I'm Todd Pierce for the Buzz Radio Network. Rock out with the only American-style sushi experience. I want some rock and roll sushi. Founded on great food and rock and roll. Rock and roll? Rock and roll sushi. Deliciously twisted flavors and a rock and roll vibe that'll blow your mind. We got hibachi, too. Chicken, shrimp, filet, lobster, grilled vegetables, savory fried rice, and super salad. Rock and roll sushi for lunch or dinner. Rockandrollsushi.com. With four locations to choose from in Benton, Conway, and two in Little Rock. Unless you've been living under a rock. You've heard of the current turmoil in the auto industry. Rising used car prices and declining new car inventory is clearly a real possibility. But this month, Watney Chevrolet strikes back with 0% on 2023 Silverados. Call 501-982-2102. Watney Chevrolet in Jacksonville anticipated today's car climate months ago by ordering extra new inventory and assembling a fleet of quality used cars. Call 501-982-2102. Trade now because prices could soon be headed in the wrong direction. Plus, get the relief of no payments until after New Year's. Watney Chevrolet will get you right before the storm on the horizon. Watney Chevrolet, 1301 TP White Drive in Jacksonville. Call 501-982-2102. WatneyChevrolet.com. Chevrolet. Find new roads. All offers with approved credit. Emily and her friends were driving to a party, and they were texting. It's Jen. Oh, tell her we're on our way. Wow, get this. Tom's there. (laughs) Nobody likes being stopped by the police, but if I had seen her texting while driving and given her a ticket, it just may have saved her life. You drive, you text, you pay. A message from the Arkansas State Police Highway Safety Office. From the Oak Lawn Racing Casino Resort Studio, you're in the zone. Want to get into the show? Call or text 661-1037 or leave a message on our live fan feedback. Now, let's get back into the zone. I didn't push my tush enough. Somewhere I said on uh, Monday night, Dan Enos is smiling because they tried the quarterback sneak with a big quarterback named Dak Prescott, and they couldn't get it. Mm -hmm. So not enough push on the backside there, apparently. Well, it may be the same problem as Arkansas having. The center couldn't get any kind of movement whatsoever. I took a picture picture because I had a friend text me back and forth. Of Dak's butt? No, saying, saying why didn't that work? You know, why can no team master it? And it showed Dallas' center. He snapped it. Now, Jason Kelsey for the Eagles, he literally jumps low and then starts crabbing below the guy. But, I mean, he dives and then gets up and crabs real fast. Our, the Dallas center snapped it and got high, and the guy got underneath him. And I took a picture. They showed a down-the-line video. Uh-huh. I took a picture of the TV and sent it to him. And the Dallas center is back here, and everybody else is right here. He got pushed back. Oops. You get pushed back, it's not yeah. going to happen for you. Uh, Terrell Owens got pushed back on Monday night. He got in a tip with somebody during a pickup basketball <laughs> game, and the guy tried to run him over, apparently. This is in Calabasas, California. Uh, the man had been beefing with him, got in the car, drove the vehicle right into his knee. Mm. He did not require medical attention. I think somebody needs to sign T.O. Apparently, he's indestructible. He got involved in uh, similar 
incidents apparently since his retirement, but I don't know if he's ever been run over before. I thought it was weird. Coach, I want to get your opinion on this. West, you too. Todd, you feel free. So they're talking about outlawing the push, uh, tush push. That's one conversation. The other one that I do not like, and I will tell you this, it, I understand why it's a dangerous play. My concern is the adjudication thereof because I'm afraid that it is too close to a real typical traditional tackle that it's going to cause problems. They are talking about getting rid of the hip drop tackle. Are you familiar? No. So I looked it up online just to be clear on it. So it's basically when you wrap a guy up and then you just basically sit down. So it's where you sort of drop out as opposed to like driving into the ground. I think this is going to be a huge issue, and there are going to be games and outcomes if they decide to go for this. Now, apparently there's a high incident of injury. It's sort of akin to the horse collar, but apparently there are some issues with this. But I think it's unfortunate because I don't trust the officials, with all due respect, Walt Coleman, to your brethren, to in the flow of the game to get it right. It's very concerning I'm to me. I'm with you. I've never, I didn't know that was a deal. But that, that we don't need them to have more subjectivity. Thank we you. We just don't mm, need that. It's, it's too point. hard. It's too fast. I would like to know what is getting hurt in that. Now, I get the horse collar, but what's getting hurt in the hip drop? I don't know I if they're, they're landing on guys' on ankles. Legs. Yeah, maybe so. I think it's I think it's opening the can of worms that and I don't want to open. At some point, you've got to draw the line. Okay, we've done all we can for the physicality. When you sign up for it, you get injured. I mean, you know, because you're going to change the game too much. I'm with you. That's, that's stupid. How, how often? I, I just don't see that play often, though. Yeah. The, the hip tackle. Well, if you got a guy wrapped up nice and he's trying to run away from you, just sitting down is probably the easiest thing. Mm-hmm. That's basically what we're talking about. I don't know. Hey, should we give away the Razorback tickets today or tomorrow? Today's Wednesday. Yeah, that's right. Don't give them out on the thing where we do the trivia because people have no chance. I have a trivia question. Do you? Yeah. Let's Let's do it today. You want to do it today? Yeah. Let's do it on the other side. They'll give people uh, time to plan. Okay. I'm going to hit the break. We'll come back. We'll give away some Razorback tickets. Will you tweet that out that we're going to give away Razorback Mm -hmm. tickets? Um, So, I was mentioning this, and Wes gave me that look like he gives me. You know, he got that look, Coach. He got that look. Like, I don't know where you're going with this. (laughs) And sometimes I don't either. But in this one, I did. I had heard this clip a couple of times before, but it never occurred to me. So, again, this is Nick Saban on KJ as he fumbles through his analogy. You know, when a quarterback can take a, a, a major college football player and sling him off like a gnat on a fly's ass, I mean... No, no, no. A fly on a, a gnat on no, a no, no. cow's ass, I mean, that, 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 that was one of the most impressive plays I've ever seen a player make. It just clicked. I was like, I've heard that before. Yeah, hey, I tell you what. You can take a good look at a butcher's ass by sticking your head up there, but wouldn't you rather take his word for it? <laughs> what? I'm uh, failing to make the connection here, son. No, I mean, you can get a good look at a T-bone by sticking your head up a butcher's ass, but then, <laughs> no, it's got to be your bull. Wow. You see? He went all Tommy Boy. <laughs> I had no idea until just now. It's 11.48. We're going to do uh, Razorback ba- uh, football. I almost said basketball. Sorry, I can't give you the tickets you want. Razorback football ticket giveaway coming up. Arkansas-Mississippi State this Saturday in Fayetteville. Arkansas breaks the losing streak, hopefully. If you want to win them, 661-1037. I have a trivia question that I is gonna, I think it's going to be tri- <laughs> tricky. What's so funny, Mr. Funny Man? I was tweeting, call in now. And I put my phone number. <laughs> and right when you said that, I was like... That doesn't match up. Did you, I like, oh my God, did you delete it number. or you I did. I deleted it. I gave my cell phone number out on the air one day. I got phone calls for two days. Never got another call. <laughs> what was the phone number again? I'm flustered. 661 I don't know your number. I got... I'd give it out. <laughs> Arkansas Brewskies is excited about their second location, and it's time to add to the team. Brewski's North is hiring servers, bartenders, cooks, and managers. To apply, drop by our downtown location and fill out an application. If you want to work in a fun, professional environment, this is for you. Brewski's North is hiring servers, bartenders, cooks, and managers. Apply in person at Brewski's Downtown. For more info, check us out online at brewskiespubandgrub.com. Brewski's, your home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. Hey, Razorback fans, it's Quinn Grovey. Check out the new location of Bell & Sword in Conway. Suits, shirts, vests, also polos with Arkansas logo gear from Johnny O and Peter Millar. A store within a store with Arkansas-made Martin Demon shoes and leather goods. Fantastic service with a tailor-owned staff to fit you perfectly. Go to the new location, Bell & Sword, 1011 Oak Street, Conway, or on Facebook and Instagram. 
The end of the year is near, and Guatney is pulling out all the stops to remain Pulaski County's number one Buick GMC dealer. Big pre-owned inventory, and even bigger discounts on new Buicks and GMCs, even with manufacturer price increases. Guatney Buick GMC next to Sam's in North Little Rock is selling new 2024 models at 2023 prices. You've seen the news. The time to trade is now. Before the current auto industry climate skyrockets used prices and all new inventories depleted, don't wait. Call Guadney 501-945-4444. It's the end of the year blowout. Only at Guadney, Buick, GMC, and North Little Rock. Interest rates as low as 0.9%. And get new and pre-owned vehicles with no payments for the rest of the year. Stop by Guadney, Buick, GMC, and register to win a new Hummer. 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. 501-945-4444. Guadney, Buick, GMC.com. GMC, we are professional grade. All offers with the proof credit. Jackalope Cycling is passionate about the Arkansas outdoors. To help you enjoy this beautiful state, Jackalope offers an array of bike rentals to get you on the trails. What about fly fishing from a bicycle? You can't do that, but Jackalope also offers fly rods, reels, waders, fly fishing accessories, outdoor and camping gear. Yeah, it'll be tough riding a bicycle and waders. But you can still enjoy the Arkansas outdoors with Jackalope Cycling in Russellville or JackalopeCycling.com. Make plans now to be at the Pine Bluff Regional Park Saturday, October 28th for one of the world's largest barbecue championships. It's the annual Sissy's Log Cabin Smoke on the Water Championship presented by Saracen Casino. Food trucks, sampling, craft vendors, games for the kids, and it's all free for the entire family. And this year's event is headlined by Bluffett, featuring the Son of a Sailor Band's tribute to the one and only Jimmy Buffett and the Coral Reefer Band. For more information, visit SmokeOnTheWaterBBQ.com. This ad paid for with accommodations to take funds in Arkansas's Land of Legends Tourism Association funds. You're listening to The Zone with Justin Acree and Westmore in the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio on the Buzz Radio Network. wherever he was. 11.53, welcome back in the zone. All right, 661-1037. If you want Razorback tickets right now, you need to call in. Uh, let's take these in order of call. Matt is on line one. He's up first, all right? This is kind of a this is a tricky one. I'll say that. Um, all right, Matt, are you ready? Yes, sir. It's a very rando question. It has nothing to do with Razorbacks to win Razorback tickets, but here we go. Um, Trevor Lawrence, when he was at Clemson, Lost two games. He went 34-2 and as a starter when he was at Clemson. Okay? What is the commonality about the two losses? And there's more than one answer here, but I'm looking for one specific thing. What's common about the two losses he had as a starter for Clemson? Both losses were teams from North Carolina. Pardon me? Both losses were teams from North Carolina. Neither loss was to a team from North Carolina. Todd's in Hot Springs, but that is also a common, I guess. Neither team's from North Carolina <laughs> or Iowa or a lot of other states. Todd, what's up? Hey, man, what's going on? You got an answer for me? Well, repeat your question. Question is, Trevor Lawrence went 34-2 and as a starter at Clemson. What is common about both of his losses as a collegiate starter? They were against non-top 25 teams? No. They were both in the college football playoff, actually, so that's one other commonality, but that's not the one I'm looking for. Lost to LSU and OSU in 19 and 20. What is common about the two losses, Mark? Uh, He had no touchdowns, no interceptions. No, that's also good. I like that. That's a good theory. This is going to be good. Good and tricky here. John, what do you got? They were both night games. 
No. Well, they probably were, actually, but that's not what I was looking for. I like it. It's just like the Roger Scott thing. It's like, what my answer is. You have to guess what my answer is. What is unique about uh, Trevor Lawrence's two losses, Caleb, in college? They blew the lead in both of them. No, sir. I don't believe that's correct. Austin. Uh, They were both in the national championship. They were both in the playoff. That's correct, but that's not what I'm looking for. We already gave that part. Victor. I I didn't get the question. Trevor Lawrence went 34 and two as a starter at Clemson. Both of his losses have something in common. What are what is it? Other than the fact that they were in the playoff. No idea. Okay. Thank hmm. you. That's all right, Victor. What a pleasant man. He's like. He said thank you, and he didn't know. Yeah, most people are like screw you. That question sucks, and you're stupid, <laughs> and I hate you, and you're ugly. Josh. Yes. What do you got? I can I have the question again. Trevor Lawrence went 34 and two as a starter at Clemson. What do his two losses have in common? I'm going to give a hint after this one. What? Josh is scraping. Hang on. He's racking. He's racking. He's googling. Google fast. I want to. No, I, I want to say they uh, they came at the hands of an SEC team. Nope. One was a Big Ten, actually. All right. Here's the hint. It has something related to this week for Trevor Lawrence. There's your hint. Hmm, that's a good hint. Thanks, Wes. Yeah. Tyler. Uh, was it played during the week and not on a Saturday? Hmm. That hurt my ears. Sorry. Tony. Uh, now you threw me on that one, even with the hint. Uh, let's see. This week, Trevor Lawrence is playing. Uh, who is he playing this week? They're playing the Saints tomorrow. Uh, they were both in New Orleans. He lost both of his college games in the Superdome, Tony, and he's playing in the Superdome tomorrow. And on top of that, the Jacksonville Jaguars have never, ever won a game in New Orleans. Never? They're 0-3, Wes. 0-3. Tony, very good. Thank you very much. Hang on. Razorback, can you use these tickets or should I give them to someone else? Oh, I can use them. Okay, brother. very good, Tony. <laughs> I thought you might be able to. Tony, congratulations. Yep. That was good, Tony. Yeah, I saw that uh, last night when I was going through the ESPN uh, info they send us. You know, because, Wes, I send it to you. You yeah. actually read it sometimes. I do sometimes. Yeah, yeah. You and John Neighbors, I think, the only two that read it. Good stuff in there. Some really good stuff Little in there. factoids. That's how I, I know. Get the stuff. I can send it to you. You would probably appreciate it. There's a lot of analytics in there. I, I normally know. just send it to staff, not our uh, star contract employers. Oh, no, I was employees. trying to get it in an inner circle. You're in the family, buddy. I trust you with things well, I don't tell anybody I else that works here. I'm the second cousin. Oh, uh, huh. Eddie? Like Eddie? Yes, yes. sir? A couple of guys have uh, written in on the Southern, Solu- Southern Structural Solutions text line. Joe Burrow was on both teams. Oh! That's a good one, too. Yeah. How about that? Adding the price of ribeyes per pound, the potatoes, salad, drinks, then the charcoal. What are you doing, Hope? And what's with the calculator? Oh, hey, Courtney. Trying to add up the cost of throwing a cookout. Why would you go through all of that when you could just go to the butcher shop instead? Wait, what? Now, that's a great idea because by the time I buy everything at the store, I could have just gone to the butcher shop instead and saved money. Not to 